Hey guys, hope you're all doing super duper well. Um, quick thing, as always, before we get into the podcast, November and December will be remarkable. We're going to host two fantastic, remarkable, outstanding um, online sessions. First of all, 25th November. For the first time ever, we are hosting a online future fuel app where we talk about um, the future of operational fuel management in the airline industry. Um, already more than 100 experts from airlines um, registered. Um, we have people from Lufthansa as speakers. We have people from other airlines as speakers. Of course, we'll also do a speech and a lot of room for discussion. So head over to LinkedIn, head over to Facebook, search for Future Fuel Lab and make sure to join that outstanding um, conference 25th of November. And one more thing, um, 2nd of December, we will have a special edition of our AWOL product update. Also a online event, um, search for AWOL product update and make sure to join that too. We, will, we, are going to, um, we are going to launch a bunch of fantastic new features to our product, so make sure you don't miss that. And now let's get into the podcast. And we are back. Hopefully all of you are back as well and you were able to recharge a little, maybe grab a coffee, grab a tea, grab a water, and you are ready to continue listening uh, to this beautiful webinar. Hope you enjoyed it up until now. Um, it's not over yet. We have still uh, some um, beautiful points of the, uh, on, on the agenda. And up next, um, the stage is gonna be a little bit more crowded than before because I'm gonna invite let me see, four, four uh, IT providers and five people on stage with me. So um, as I said, so the representative of the Interplane IT providers, um, they will introduce themselves as soon as they're on stage, but I hope they know who I'm talking uh, about right now. So please feel free to join me on stage right now. Hello. Hello, that works. Here he is. <laughs> Richard, perfect. David and Chris. Wow, that would that would that was smooth. That was very very smooth. Thank you. Thanks to all of you for being here for um, uh, yeah, giving us the time and, and joining me on on stage here. I don't know who it is, but I can hear myself somewhere. Uh, yeah, but, but, but I think we, we will work through that. So um, as I said, so thanks again for being here. And um, this time we will um, take a little bit, uh, take a little closer look at the opportunities your companies are providing, fueling providers to enable a fully digitalized process um, to and to digitalize the communication with airlines completely. So, but let's just start off with a very brief introduction of every single one of you and, uh, and the company as well. Uh, so we will go clockwise. So Gudrun, you're up first. 
Okay, thank you very much. My name is Gudrun Teurer. I come from the company Minova or Arfis, maybe you know it as Arfis. We are now more than 30 years in the mineral oil business, developing software for tank farms and for interplaners. And uh, our focus not only on developing a new software, we are also uh, focused on long-term relationships with our partners and supporting them going into the new uh, digitalization uh, uh, um, live and uh, we are making service support and also consulting. Thank you. All right. Thank you. So continue with you, Torsten. Hello. Thank you for the invitation. My name is Torsten Miche. I'm Managing Director of Skybex. And our software solution, solution Fuelport, um, is a state-of-the-art uh, fuel handling system for tank farms and interplane companies. Um, it is designed for digital real-time collaboration. So it's our topic today with airlines, ramp agents, airport systems, and suppliers, and it's based on mobile technologies. Thanks. All right. So let's continue with you, Richard. Thanks for being here. Are you you're still on mute, I guess? Um, hello, everybody. My name is Richard Moss. Uh, I'm from eBits. Uh, eBits have been in this industry for uh, since the 80s, uh, creating the first electronic uh, ticket capture system. Um, yeah, I think uh, it's fair to say we connected probably uh, hundreds of uh, international airports uh, across all continents, uh, uh, covering most of the major oil companies. Um, yeah, our electronic systems cover yeah, sites that are you know, from free trucks to you know, sites with over 80 trucks. Um, we you know, integrate with uh, a number of airlines uh, and uh, uh, use uh, standard uh, IATA you know, communication for uh, information that we're talking about today. Um, you know, we have uh, an integration to the FDDC system as well as a number of uh, other airlines. All right, thanks for that. So, greetings to the US, David. You're up next. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for the opportunity to say hello to some familiar faces that I miss seeing at IATA. I find it interesting an aviation industry does virtual conferencing, but those, these are the times we're in. Um, you know, QT Technologies has been around since the early 80s when it, it started as a general aviation point of sale uh, group. And then it went to uh, uh, fuel oil distribution. But an opportunity arose after Delta Airlines bought Northwest, where I was, and we deployed a fuel ticket automation system back in first quarter of 2003. And Delta learned the benefits of uh, the D's, important D0 metric, and it provided us an opportunity to scale our enterprise approach um, with Delta. And since that time, we have all the major U.S. carriers and continue to add them in our, in our uh, data center, providing real-time data to all the interplaners that service these uh, airlines on a real-time basis. It's been an interesting ride and uh, we're trying to increase our awareness as our products evolve into the next generation. And the next gentleman, Chris, is working the, uh, on a real-time basis the European market for us. So thank you. Thanks for that transition, Chris. Yeah, good afternoon, everyone. Thanks, uh, Robin, as David just said. I joined QT Technology, let's say, a year ago 
when I could meet at least Thorsten in uh, New Orleans last year. And I'm in charge of the European development, which is a very interesting market, as we can say. Hopefully. Nice. Good, good to hear that. So I, I, I hope that the uh, fueling market's going to be um, as interested as it is uh, right now, because I have the feeling that uh, even though we're in a, in a pandemic situation, the, 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 the focus on the topic is still there. And uh, hopefully we, continue, we can continue that trend um, as soon as the industry gets uh, back up on their feet as well. So, um, but let's just start with the, um, the, the discussion I, uh, I prepared. So basically with, with choosing uh, the, a product, um, a fueling provider, one of your products, um, a fueling provider takes a step towards a digitalized process. So in the past, of course, that digital, digital process was limited to um, digitalizing their internal processes uh, up until like the communication between their office and, and the truck drivers and everything. But now, nowadays, it is also, a, also possible to digitalize the communication um, towards the airline. So have a completely integrated flow of communication there. Um, but how do um, airlines, um, oh no, no, interplane agents, sorry, um, react to that opportunity when you, when you give them, uh, yeah, basically the opportunity to streamline the whole communicative process towards airlines um, as well with your systems? I will just pick out uh, Torsten to, to, to go forth, to go first because I need some kind of uh, start yeah. at that point. <laughs> Thank you. The, uh, uh, the question in, uh, covers two aspects. First, from an airline perspective, uh, the digital communication or the digital data inter inter uh, chain, uh, exchange is actively requested by numerous airlines at the moment. Uh, while in the past, the introduction of digital processes had been a big challenge. Today, we work with technologies that reduce the implementation times from months to weeks. So it's much easier to implement and it's easy to use. Um, this only from, from this uh, implementation perspective. And why is it so valuable? Um, besides the overall effect that we always hear, save time, save costs, uh, the fueling process can be optimized on both sides. Um, the allocated resources and as a result, the ground time of the aircraft can be optimized. And this is what counts. Thank you very much for those insights. Everybody, anybody who wants to continue, uh, pick, pick up something Torsten just said. Well, I, I would build on that, and if you look at interplane operations, if they get advanced data, especially fueling data, then they can enhance their planning. How much, how, how much resource do I need? Yeah. How much fuel do I need? Mm -hmm. yeah. Where, yeah, where do I need to be at any point in time? How do I associate my shifts? Yeah. How far do each of my trucks need to travel? All of this information can actually be done in advance using scheduling information from airlines. Yeah. And it can then speed up the operation. We've talked a lot about the operation itself, but this is also a full life cycle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Getting information in at the start, good scheduling, helps them organize their resources, their, their product. Getting good information, efficient operations. Getting good information out means the oil companies can build the airlines can look at their re reconciliation process immediately. Mm -hmm. And then 
to work with full integration, this data is good quality, so the credit and rebuild cycles are vastly reduced, saving vast amounts of time for everybody. Thank you. So maybe basically setting up a um, yeah, an, an, a holistic uh, process from from end to end, completely digitalized. Yeah, David, yeah. jump in. Hey, Robin, I agree with the previous two speakers, but one of the real benefits that we see is the dynamic nature of ramp operations and the value of real time information. You know, the the big U.S. carriers at the, and I'm sure it's like everywhere at hubs. Not only do they have quick turnarounds, but to optimize their schedules, they're, where aircraft types are fairly similar, they're doing constant uh, aircraft swaps, fuel load changes, gate swaps, and that information, it's very hard to operate in a traditional communication path. And so having the real-time information on a handheld, on the ramp, helps the airlines maintain their schedule and helps the interplane companies uh, perform according to the KPIs that they need or service level agreements that they have with their customers. All right. Gudrun, do you want to jump in on that as well? I can do that. No problem. Yeah, okay. Yes, I, I think uh, uh, what the big step was now that more focus on interfaces to external uh, systems like for ERP systems or airline systems and something else because we now know that that's very interesting. We don't have to develop everything again. There are a lot of special systems, and then have to they have to communicate, and that's now the focus on that. Everybody can provide the data they have, and you have only one one provider for one data. You know, I don't have to put it in again and again and again. One like a meter, for example, is providing one data, and everybody wants to need wants to get this information. So we just have to put it through all the systems. And to help uh, to to uh, avoid any 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 wrong figures or something. So that's something we also talked about many years ago to our customers. Just provide good and, and robust interfaces. And now we can do that. At the beginning, the interfaces were very very bad. I would say let's say okay, we have, we just tested one, the other one tested, and everybody has problems. But now we can define it very clear and very easy, and we can provide a very good interfaces. So that's the future. I think so. All right. I, I think there's one additional thing I would add, yeah, which is, I think, very topical. Is in this day and age, under the current pandemic, we're having schedules changing weekly, daily, that operations do not know who or what is actually going to fly. Now, those that do not have an electronic interface at this point in time are getting emails, faxes from all sorts of uh, locations and directions or no information whatsoever. However, electronic interfaces, those that have them, are getting good information immediately all right. about... Thank you, thank you. thank you for those insights, as, as, um, those very current insights, uh, Richard. Um, but picking up on what you said, Gudrun, um, about the um, opportunity that you now have a very stable interface and um, you're able to provide um, the, the, the service to, to, to airlines very quickly. And as you said, Thorsten, before that, um, the, that, that airlines are actively requesting mm -hmm. um, such, a, such a system. Um, switching the perspective. So has the integration helped your companies to, to get more attention 
um, on, on the airline side? Are more fuel providers approaching you in terms of, um, okay, I'm going to pick you because you mm -hmm. already support um, the fully digitalized fueling process? David? You want to ask? So, no, oh, go, go, go first. May <laughs> I just, I just say it off because the question is, of course, every IT provider has now the possibility to provide its services. Because uh, and, and now with, with the, the new uh, digitalization, we have contactless work. So everybody who is working in this IT business has a lot of work now. But it's not only to developing something, it's a lot of work in consulting and to support the customer on its, its way to digitalize this processor. That's an, one issue is to, to look at the process inside and then to, to find out where, where I can have some standards. That, that's our, our work at the moment. We, pro, we support the, the customer to find their way into these new fields mm -hmm. and to give the, our experience to them and to have to, to move on. That's uh, for every idea now. We have, a good, good, we have to do a lot of jobs now. Mm -hmm. It's fair to say that um, providers have to do this. It's not a, a question of yeah, is, a is it a differentiator for us? I think everyone at this table can do it, and we recognize that it's important. We have to be able to do it. Um, I think the difference uh, that we're starting to see in the industry is how can we make this common? Yeah, there are a number of operations, uh, IT providers around the world. How can we make this simpler? We don't want to connect to them all. Uh, um, having standardization yeah, um, interfaces yeah, I actually have gone a good way to create standardization for this communication, mm -hmm. but then also jump off base to make sure that yeah, we don't have too many connections around this world and implementations that we have to look after. Um, yeah, I think that is one of the key things that the industry will start uh, will start moving on. On, on our side, I would say, um, as for QT, we, we focus on, on the airlines. Uh, we talk a lot about giving supply, support to the uh, into planes, but we focus on the airlines. We work with their uh, legacy systems. And by focusing on the airlines, we are able to make sure that the into plane will be totally in line with the airlines requirements. So the approach is providing to the into plane as much as the necessary information would improve by further processes. But in, we are integrating airlines data which makes more than relevant, like pushing even the system to give the airlines the ability to approve a departure fuel load before the event has been processed and finalized. So we believe strongly that integrating an airline is our key of success at, at QT and making very relevant mm -hmm. what the ITP can get. All right. Uh, and yeah. I'd like to just add to that, you know, we, we deal with the large, some of the largest airlines in the world, and their processes are all unique. They all have an, uh, an operating manual filed with the FAA. So we have to adapt their processes rather than change them to our system. And so based upon the airline that gets dispatched, we mirror that individual airline's process, it's standardized, and then we export the data. But it takes some time to get integrated. There's a lot of different databases. Some are real-time updates, some are uh, nightly batches. So it's really key 
to get all of those processes integrated because a lot of there are a lot of stakeholders in the fuel uh, ticket transaction process from you know safety to fleet everyone has different tank tolerances even by aircraft type so um, anyway that's that's one of the that's been our approach and then that helps again the interplane operators uh, to meet the service level agreements that they have with their customers. All right, thank you, David. Torsten, anything you to add from the perspective of Skybits at that point? Yes, well, we see we see this digitalization as, as one of the, the major drivers at the moment. Um, and we have uh, numerous projects in, in integrating not only airlines, but as you said uh, already, Richard, also on the supplier side or uh, from vehicle uh, uh, manufacturers, vehicle integration um, approaches. And uh, I would like to add, Gudrun, you said in the past, there, there have been so many, I would like to say, awful interfaces, yeah. Uh, and uh, I think everybody uh, knows Heiko here, um, Heiko Terling. He, he said already years before, um, we are working now for the future. We are working for that. We have in some years everything ready. And I think when I look here in your faces, we are ready. Yeah. Uh, he said, or well, he would would say now uh, that that the table uh, on the table there are the fruits. You have just to to uh, to fetch them. It's everything ready. And I think we all are ready um, to um, yeah to support this digitalization for our customers for airlines for interplane uh, companies and, and uh, of course, suppliers, yeah. Okay, so basically saying we are ready, the, the, the middleman is ready, now the airlines and the, and the fuelers just have to come and, and, and join the movement at that point. Yes, and, yeah. and I have the feeling that this pandemic accelerates a bit this, this process. So Definitely. we see a lot, a lot yeah. of movement at the moment, yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's sometimes weird, especially from our perspective as well, as we, it's it's weird to think that we some needed some kind of um, global pandemic to to see that the fueling process is still too manual, too many uh, personal interactions are needed in that in that process. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so that people start thinking about it. It's yeah, maybe it, it's it's weird to think that we needed some kind of uh, huge impact uh, <laughs> to 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 get to that point. But um, as you said, so um, of course you are ready. Um, some airlines need still need to jump on 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 the bandwagon, um, but how does it look for the airlines and interplaners that you are currently already working with? Um, can you share some success stories uh, from your perspectives? Um, how you're helping uh, your customers to 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 improve their processes all around? Again, David, would you uh, do you want to jump in on that? Sure, we're dealing with a very large global uh, freight carrier. And right now, and uh, at their hub, and and they've already seen the number of fuel delays just disappear over simple issues that that were due to the old paper-intensive process. So um, there's that. There's fuel savings as a result of uh, the auto stop features that we offer, integrating with registers, um, and and not burning fuel. Just the whole, like I said, D0 metrics improve everywhere because you're eliminating that paper. I even had a conversation down here in Florida with a, a gate agent for one of our customers. She was shocked that I knew about it, but she says it's saved her so much time um, just closing out a flight. So it's, it's kind of nice to hear an, 
a true end user seeing the benefits of a digital field ticket. So, yeah, there's there's numerous uh, uh, cases that we can document. So there's no doubt. And and then there's things that you don't even know you're doing that I we heard earlier by the pilots where once it's digitized, you go, what can I do this? Can I do that? And of course you can. And so you can clean up legacy workflows much easier with uh, digital data. Well said. Cleaning up leg legacy processes is, is a good point at that, at that uh, stage. I think that we have to all work towards that. Um, Gudrun, do you want to jump in on that? I just remember one of our customers who told us, an entrepreneur, who told us that he, he, he gained the price for the less delays of all the fueling <laughs> interplane service at that airport. They, they wanted, I think, three or twice, uh, three or four times after every year after we involved our system. So I, I was happy about that, of course. And, and, and the data quality is better. So you don't, you don't have so much questions because of, of, of other systems or other users or the airlines can't read the data or they get, get the bad data. So you, you see that the, it reduced the, the telephone calls, for example, uh, to, to airlines or also to, to other provider, data providers or data receivers, that the quality is better. You can check up the, the, the data, data earlier, that you don't have to wait after the day, daily closing or after monthly and then three uh, days after the monthly closing, you get the error messages from your from your supplier or for the for the oil company because they get the data earlier and the data quality is better. So of course it, it, it saves a lot of time and money. Mm -hmm. And also uh, our customers didn't have to, to, to use so much trucks, for example. They can make the scheduling better and plan the shifts more, more detailed. Okay. Richard, I guess you want to jump in. Uh, that was, again, in this current interesting uh, uh, climate, one of the uh, real useful things we've found is the lack of uh, uh, personalized uh, connection. Yeah, not having you know, fuel hands having to go up to planes makes a big difference. There's not that connection that's, that's necessary. So the, the isolation you know, through this is, is for our customers. Yeah, and has been a big driver for the uptake of, of this. How can we get rid of you know, you know, communication, you know, the physical face-to-face -face stuff, uh, and uh, the implementations that we have uh, has helped with health and safety. Um, you know, I would move past that you know, to a certain degree. Um, you know, we're getting to the point where collection of this data is almost standard. We expect this data. And so rather than just getting this data um, for our customers, we're providing analytics to this data. How can we use all of this information yeah, that we're using to provide a better future for them? What can we make more efficient? How can we reduce the times that a truck needs to take? Um, yeah, how can we, yeah, if a fuel load changes, how does the system then advise a shift leader to pick which, uh, which operation to go to? Uh, and that's the sort of thing that we're looking at now with this sort of information. Real-time information from the airlines make that sort of thing possible rather than working behind the curve where you're getting you know, information fed back in real-time from your electronic meters. You're getting advanced information from airlines before they're landing about how much fuel they're going on. And if they're delayed, you can completely reverse it 
and, uh, and use artificial intelligence to, to do your shift allocations. And that's, uh, I think, how we're starting to you know, really provide benefit with this sort of integration. Thank you for that. Hmm. Yeah, I, I agree about the, the data. You know, we have lots of data, lots of timestamps, and it's good to see the plane operators mining that to figure out how they can optimize their flights and improve their operations. And uh, that that wasn't possible in a paper world. I mean, they, they were lucky if they had all the tickets in the system and reconciled by the end of the day. Now they can look at the whole history on, at various levels of data mining to come up with a solution. I yeah, that, there's one industry thing I think we need to, uh, you know, you know, especially as IT providers, all of us, need to be incredibly aware of this data actually has massive value. Whose data is it? Hmm. It's us as IT providers. It's suppliers and airlines. And I think you know, as a, cor a corporate group, we need to get, you know, get together and make sure that you know, this is understood uh, and that uh, you know, we aren't you know, trying to uh, you know, nefariously use, steal, or, uh, or take this data. This should be you know, the, the ownership of the airlines, you know, the ownership of the suppliers, and we use it in a means and a way that is you know, agreed with them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's very interesting because you, you basically slided into my next question that I had prepared because talking about uh, the data quality and the advantages airlines get from such an improved data quality are, of course, immense because um, in, in the age of business intelligence, the, the, the data foundation needs to be as perfect as possible to, to do some kind of analysis and then improve your processes even further after that. Um, yeah, so, so we will jump to that. So, Torsten, um, from the, mm -hmm. um, I, 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 after <laughs> posting my question now, even though you already answered that most of the, most of the people, uh, I will give you the chance to, to elaborate a little bit more on, on that. Um, perhaps still one word to the question of, uh, um, of course, of, uh, to, to, uh, to your last, uh, to your last point, um, um, about the success stories. Um, I think we have, when I said we have all the technology ready and we are all here software solution providers, yeah, I think the main work at the moment and the success stories we, uh, we are performing or we have in our companies are mainly accompanying now our customers into this new time, yeah? And when we speak about airline integration, this is a big topic, yeah? We, we see that there's, there's not one kind of airline integration, that there are steps to integrate airlines with fuel orders, with milestones, with e-tickets, yeah? And for me, it's very important, um, therefore, this, therefore, I wanted to add this, for me, it's very important to, um, that, we, that we develop this, these phases with our customers and with the airlines, that they are not afraid of, of having from one day to the other fully integrated solution, but that one can start with a fuel order, then receive e-tickets uh, or uh, receive milestones or add fits data. So that one has a smooth process to start into this new world, to have the, to have at the end all these advantages. And, and these advantages are then that we have a complete milestone-based fueling process, and then we are in the BI solution, yeah? That is, that and is true. 
yeah when we have when we have this full integration we have this and this is what we have i think in all our systems therefore i speak from us yeah we have a milestone based fueling process and of course our our customers use this data to analyze real time in real time this data and uh, to adapt their action to to have real time decisions then on based based on this data they can make ex post analysis and what uh, we have in our system too is a kind of a heuristic that uh, combines ex post data so historic data uh, to uh, predict something in the future for example if one aircraft uh, came within the last weeks always and received a certain amount of fuel but today there's no fuel order available that one could predict or assume that it possibly it's the same fuel amount and so to to enrich the the present data with data that could be helpful for the refueler and then we are fully in this bi bi and bi logic i would not say artificial intelligence but but it's at least it's using the data what richard said yeah yeah we're closer to AI because as soon as you have that that uh, great base, uh, great data foundation, I guess it it gets easier to to apply some some more mm. forecast uh, logics and um, and everything. So um, thank you for those insights. Um, just just wrapping it up because we're we're um, approaching the our our time limit at that point. Um, I want to give. Every every one of uh, you a little chance to 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 end with a final statement uh, on on as, as you said uh, before, Torsten, um, that we that we are ready, uh, but basically airlines and fuel providers need to need to jump on the train and uh, yeah and and let's and so we can start the revolution together. I call it. Um, so again, clockwise, Gudrun, your final statement on that. I have to start again. Okay. Yeah, sorry for that. <laughs> no problem at all. As I told you or tell everybody, the interfaces between the systems are very important. And our, our job as the IT provider is now to help the customer and, and the customer, our customer and all the others, which are part of this group or shareholder, stakeholder, sorry, stakeholder of this uh, process, that they can find a way into this digitalization. And as we are now experience uh, many years, uh, from the tank front to the to the app to the airline, we have, for example, also interfaces between these two systems to to, to find out or to to, to to produce the quality of data and also of the product to 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 uh, follow the whole the whole uh, line from the beginning to the end uh, of the data. And it, it it depends on defining which data will be pro pro provided from which system and who gets into what system and how. That's a, the most interesting thing, and we have to work on that for the future with all our customers. Thank you for that. Torsten, hand over to you. Yeah, from, a, from an overall global perspective, uh, I'm looking forward to see each of you and all others, of course, healthy again in the next Yatta meeting. Um, um, and <laughs> it's a strange feeling to have we are always here on the screen uh, now. Um, but uh, from, from an airline integration perspective, I would like to say, we're ready, let's start. It's an exciting time. We have a lot to do. Let's start today. All right, thanks for those motivating words. So if I was gonna add to it, I would yeah, you know, echo what uh, Torsten said, but also say, 
where we have a responsibility to our customers, um, both airlines and uh, suppliers, you know, oil suppliers, that uh, um, realistically this is only going to work. And what our customers really want from it is if it works at every site for them. You know, that means doesn't mean that there's going to be one solution, one IT provider. That means it's going to work with every IT provider. So we've got to work together to make this as simple and as effective as possible for the airlines, for the suppliers to integrate together. And so we have you know, a, a coverage across the whole industry. And we'll only be able to do that if we do collaborate. Thank you. Yeah, put, put, put the network in, in, in front um, before everything. You know, that, that, that's what it is in the end. So airlines and fuel providers need to be connected. So we need to give them the perfect network to do that as seamless as possible. David, over to you. Yeah, I just say, once you go digital, you'll never go back. <laughs> and we're, we're just, you know, once the all the participants, the stakeholders are, are using real-time integrated data, they're going to realize the benefits. And I, I'm serious, you'll never go back. Yeah, you just, it has to be. I mean, it's, it's crazy if you look at the airlines, especially on the front end to the customers, they're fully integrated. And even the suppliers, if you go to a gas station, they're fully in, a, you know, digital. Um, no one's touching paper. So we have to get it out of the system and uh, all work uh, with our customers in, in an integrated solution. And that's what we do. Perfect. Thank you. Chris, anything to add from a QT European perspective here? I will add something very simple. I agree that when you go digital, you don't go back. But I spend a lot of time going and meet people on the ramp. And when you show them something that can make them save nine, 10, 11 minutes on their job and make it so much easier not having paper to fit in when it's windy, when it's raining, whatever, we have to think we go big from all those data and we go down to the operator on the ramp who is the first guy who is going to use it. Mm -hmm. And we don't have to miss that guy because he deserves something good in the conditions he's working, especially now. So. Digital, you never go back. And when the operators start with it, they are very hungry. Mm -hmm. All right. <laughs> Beautiful words to end this session. So thank you very much to all of you. Uh, thanks for taking the time and, and joining me on stage to, to talk about uh, this very exciting topic from a IT provider's perspective. So again, it was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank Bye. you. Thank you again, Robin. All right. Thank you. Thank you. So let's empty the stage. There we go. I'm alone again. So the stage is not as crowded anymore, and it won't get that crowded anymore. And for, the, for this time, for, for the next presentation, I don't even have to invite someone virtually on stage, because this time, uh, the person who's going to be the presenter is already in the room. There we go. Benjamin. Hey there again. Hey there again. We saw you at the beginning. Uh, now you're back with your. Um, very much anticipated presentation on a topic, as I said already, that might not be on everybody's radar when you think about fueling. True. And that is? Sustainability. Um, so, okay. But I will tell you a bit more about it. Um, exactly. So that's why I will leave can, the stage to you. Can we move that away? Uh, we can, if you want to. I love to walk a bit. Let me just... 
Okay. Working? Mm -hmm. Cool. All right, so first of, working? Okay, I'll take this. You take this, all right, <laughs> cool. So first of all, um, thanks for having me. Um, I'm really excited to be part of this very first um, Future Fuel Lab. And first of all, a, a big thank you to, to Robin for organizing everything during the last days, weeks, month, a um, incredible uh, work. And I think so far it was really a exciting um, webinar, an exciting e event. And I'm, I'm really happy to um, contribute with my little presentation um, today. So I actually want to get very quickly into the details. I, I don't want to bore you with um, company background, company details. Um, so um, here's where we'll go. Um, what I feel most excitement about at the moment is a topic that somehow at least temporarily um, vanished from many airlines agenda. And I think it, it, it vanished for, for good reasons because we all know there's this pandemic ongoing and it's for, for, for many, many airlines the, the biggest challenge they've ever faced. Um, many of them are fighting very, very hard to, to survive. And therefore, um, for good reason, this, this topic has vanished. Um, nonetheless, I, I am genuinely convinced that in the long run, talking about three, five, 10 years, the topic, and, and Robin mentioned it already, the topic of, of sustainability will be the most dominating topic for the entire aviation industry. Um, I think regardless of the business model you're operating, if you are a legacy carrier, network carrier, regional carrier, low cost, charter operator, cargo operator, it doesn't matter. Regardless of the business model, regardless of the world region you're operating, no matter if you're operating in Asia, a international airline, in Europe, Middle East, Americas, it doesn't matter. Sustainability will be one of the most dominating topics and actually I think one of the key success factors for many, many airlines. And I think there are several reasons why that is the case. Um, first of all, we all know that, that airlines, at least pre-COVID, have started to um, spend or invest um, a lot of, lots of money into becoming more sustainable. Um, because, of course, they, they, they feel responsible for that topic, which is very good. But, of course, we are all operating in a, in a, in a, um, in a market and there is some kind of pressure um, from other stakeholders um, pushing airlines to becoming more sustainable. There are governments who are pushing, um, but especially, and that will, will be uh, most important in the future, there are passengers, clients, that are more and more pushing airlines to becoming more sustainable. So long story short, what I have to show you today, we, we heard a lot about um, digital fuel management and how that can save costs, how that can drive efficiency, all the benefits from, from different perspectives. And I would like, within the next 10 minutes, just to add one more perspective to that topic. And would like to show you, um, based on three, let's call it examples um, or case studies, um, how digital fuel management can help airlines in becoming more sustainable or to, um, to, to um, proceed on their path to um, becoming more sustainable. Um, so let's dive right into it and start with the first um, thing we would like to show. And I think the, the important aspect is there is not this one holy grail, but there are many, many different measures that are needed. And as I said, we would like to show to you three of them. Um, we, we heard a lot about the paper-based process 
today already. Um, and I think for, for one airline, we are just talking about some pieces of paper. So what we did during the last weeks, um, we basically did a calculation. We talked to airlines and to, to fuel providers, um, how many pieces of papers are used within one fueling process. And we calculated that for all commercial flights, at least in pre-COVID time, that are operated during one year. And we, we came up with a number, and I think this is really an incredible number to read, that every each and every year, 320 million pieces of paper are used or actually are wasted with the fueling process. 320 million pieces of paper. On a global scale, every commercial flight that is operated. And of course, it's a rough number. It's a perfect, precise number, but it's, it's a, um, I think, an a, a incredible number to read. So for, for us, it was very hard to um, imagine 320 million pieces of paper. What is that? So we tried to um, make it a bit more tangible, and that's why we put it here um, on this um, mountain slide. Um, if we build a pile of that papers, um, it would roughly equal to four times the height of the Mount Everest, more or less 32 kilometers um, of papers. More importantly, no, <laughs> Robin was just asking, we can move to the next slide, but <laughs> here's the most important point now. <laughs> um, more importantly, besides this impressive number um, um, of the Mount Everest, in order to produce that amount of paper that is used every year with the fueling process, um, on an annual basis, 20,000 trees have to be basically or actually or literally cut in order to produce that amount of paper. So turning that into a positive thinking, um, if all airlines, all commercial airlines worldwide would do the step and move to a digital fueling process from one day to another, the airline industry could save or can save 20,000 trees every year. And there's no additional invest needed. And it comes along with all the other benefits and um, advantages we just heard during the, the webinar, cost savings, efficiency improvements, and on and on and on. So it's just an additional side effect, um, if, if you want to call it that way, that comes with it. But I think um, it's a small impact, but still 20,000 trees, I think it's a huge, huge number um, that can be saved if everyone participates. Now we can move on to the next one. And this, I think, it's, is even more interesting. Um, we, it's also a topic we heard about today, um, the thing of um, tankering flights where the fuel provider or the interplane agent drives to the aircraft because they don't know that the, the, the aircraft is on a tankering flight, that no refueling is needed. So. How does that look in the reality? The fuel track tries to the aircraft. Um, the captain um, screams out of the window, no, sorry, we are on a tankering flight. Um, see you next time, Joe. And Joe, the, the fuel track driver, um, drives back to their, to their station or to the, next, um, to the next aircraft. The thing is, um, again, we did the calculation. What does that mean on a, on a global perspective? So we analyzed how many tankering flights are performed every year. And of course, we included some more um, variables to, to come up with that number. Nevertheless, the result we come up with or came up with is that 7.5 million fuel truck movements are unnecessary because of those tankering flights on an annual basis again, 7.5 million. So with that, we said, um, if we just assume that every fuel 
tool track um, needs one kilometer, um, and we sum up all the fuel track movements, it is roughly 10 times to the moon and back. Unnecessary fuel track movements, 10 times to the moon and back. I think this again is a, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a negative way, um, uh, amazing number of um, unnecessary avoidable fuel track movement. And on top of that, we all know a fuel track is not a, um, a smart or a, a small, um, I don't know, mini car. Um, it has a considerable fuel consumption. Um, so again, we translated that, what does that mean in terms of sustainability? And we came up with that number you can see on that slide that approximately 5,000 tons of CO2 can be saved every year just by using um, this no fuel indicator function of uh, chill fuel management in order to communicate with the um, interplane agent with the fuel provider while, while being on the flight, while being en route and avoiding those unnecessary and really I think it's, it's really avoidable, unnecessary avoidable fuel track movement. Again, the thing here is it's, it's not only or primarily about doing something good for, for the environment. First of all, the airline can save a lot of money with that because they of course have also to pay for that fuel track movement. Um, most often. So it's again, first of all, saving money. And as a side effect, there's really a huge, huge impact on um, the sustainability airlines can do simply by, by moving to a digital um, process. And finally, a last um, thing we would like to show. Yep. Um, we, we, we couldn't calculate a number for that. It's, it's pretty hard to calculate a, a, a precise number for that. But I think it, it gets clear very quickly. Um, What's, what, what power is behind that. Um, with a, uh, I think some, some presentations um, also mentioned it today, with a, with a digital fuel um, management, there is the possibility, and that's also what we heard from many of our clients, that they um, were able, after introducing a digital fuel ma management, to reduce fuel delays, especially at outstations, the results are very, very promising. And um, we, we saw results that the fuel-related delays um, have been reduced by 70, 80, and even more percent. And again, we all know, Robin also mentioned it today, every delay, first of all, means money, but it also means unnecessary fuel burn, at least in most cases, not in every case, if the, the aircraft is still um, at, the, at, the, um, at the position, of course, then they, they, uh, it, don't, it doesn't burn fuel. But in many cases, it means more taxi time, it means flying holding patterns, it means and on and on and on. So it means burning fuel. And in this case, again, unnecessary avoidable fuel. However, it, as I said, it, it's hard to calculate a precise number. Uh, every airline would have to do that on their own in order to, to calculate how many fuel-related delays do I have, um, how many fuel do I burn during those delays, and what's the result out of that. Nonetheless, um, I think it is, again, something that can be easily reduced, easily avoided by moving to a digital solution. And same story here. First of all, it is about reducing delays. It is about saving money. And again, as a side effect, I think it's just so super essential. Um, there is the sustainable, the positive sustainable impact this um, approach brings with it. Um, finally, just two thoughts or two things we, we quickly wanted to share. Um, from, from, from our company point of view, um, it is, of course, easy to tell airlines, come on, guys, you have to become more sustainable. And um, we have a cool product you can use and um, you can save money and you can reduce fuel costs, but also um, save trees and on, on, on. How we wanted to do a, a bit more. And that's why we um, initiated a um, company 
program or company company initiative. And um, what we are doing is we basically want to, for every tree we save, so we say when, whenever a, a, a new client uses our product, we calculate how many papers we can eliminate, how many trees are saved by that, and we will plant the exact number of new trees. Um, so hopefully in the next um, 5, 10, 20 years, we will see a huge, huge um, information design forest with tens of thousands of trees. Um, but at least this is what, how we want to contribute instead of just saying, come on, airlines, you have to become more sustainable. Um, we thought it's, it's time to do a bit, bit more and to contribute um, a bit more to becoming more sustainable. Finally, um, finally, <laughs> finally, thank you, Robin. Um, so, how to end this presentation? I think I, I achieved my goal today if just two, three, four people um, leave that, that, that webinar, that conference, and um, just remind or recall the facts I, I just told you. And probably during the next um, internal meeting when discussing fuel management, when is discussing um, sustainability projects, they remind that, they recall that, and they, they bring that to the table um, and, and drive that further. From a, to, 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 be very, to be very honest and, and very frankly speaking, from a sustainability point of view, from a personal sustainability point of view, I, I couldn't care less how you approach that. If you are building an own solution that helps you to become digital, if you do that with our product, if you go for a competitor for another provider, I couldn't care less, very, very frankly speaking. I think in the 21st century, um, we just have to get rid of paper-based process. We have to get rid of process that um, um, relies on, on fuel track movement that can be avoidable, that relies on fuel delays that can be, can be avoidable. I think it's time to get 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 beyond that. And um, as I said, I couldn't care less how you do that. I think it's just time to get it started. I'm, I'm super happy if you do that with us, but I'm also happy if you do that on your own. But just um, let's get it started. And yeah, let's make the world and the aviation industry a little bit greener. That would be a, a great result if just two or three of you recall that during the next week and months. Thank you for that. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you for the presentation. Um, yes. Yeah, so. The, the the forest is going to be planted soon, I guess, right? We we already started. Yeah, we, yeah. we selected a um a initiative where we where we invest the money, mm -hmm. uh, and then it's it's yeah, I would say a step by step growing. Okay. Um, of course, it's not with a small amount of of, of trees, um, but it's we're, we're getting it's it going. It's, okay. it's, it's it's yeah. So okay, and uh, don't don't miss to check out. I think we have the few the 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 the, the, uh, the forest progress on our website, so you can exactly track that. we'll put it there. Um, yeah. maybe we have some photos to, with the next future fuel lab from, exactly. from our small forest. Um, maybe where we go down into uh, down into the forest and plant exactly. some trees, <laughs> outdoor sessions. Exactly. Yeah. And this morning we just had the idea. Maybe we're going to do the fuel the fuel lab, one of the future fuel labs from the forest directly. That would be great. <laughs> that would be really green. Yeah. So cool. Again. Thank you very much, Ben. A pleasure for, for being here. And uh, yeah, I hope uh, the audience enjoyed it as well. And yeah, so let's get on to... I will move away. That would, that would be rude to suggest that from No, no, I, I understood. Uh, <laughs> I understood. Okay. So, but, so let's move on to the next part of our webinar. As I like to say, what goes around comes around. Uh, I know that saying is used a little bit differently in uh, normally, but this time um, I would like 
uh, to start uh, to to end the webinar just as we started it with a little presentation by Christian Meets from uh, Lufthansa. He's going to tell us a little bit more about the state of the industry and what to expect in the near future. So, uh, Christian, please join us on stage. I'm going to close the other presentation. And I'm going to share your presentation real quickly. <clears throat> through that on um, your yeah. own. I, I, I put it on this screen on my own. Um, um, but, but you're yeah, not hearing it. Can, yeah, we, do you hear me? Uh, I can hear you, but I cannot see your screen. So you better use the yeah. one um, that is in, in the browser, that one I shared. You can click through that. OK, don't worry. All right. Um, uh, what we heard previously from the other stakeholders, uh, may it pilots, may it into planers or um, IT providers, uh, what we heard is uh, they are all developing their their systems, their products, and uh, they are all working in their uh, different processes. Uh, what is in between and what is necessary is a common language to talk uh, to use for the communication. Uh, what we heard is that there are two standards um, delivered by IATA for the ground-ground communication and another one, um, what we heard in the Lido presentation, was the air-ground communication standard uh, delivered by ICAO called ARING 633. Um, IATA delivers four different standards uh, for the fuel business, and the one which is relevant for e-fueling is the operational standard. Can you switch, please? Or, wait a minute. Yeah, I can do it myself. Okay. Um, the operational standard of IATA is embedded into the ADIX standard. ADIX is the abbreviation for Aviation Information Data Exchange. That is a standard which is used for ACDM. ACDM is the abbreviation for Airport Collaborative Decision Making. And that is what we heard uh, several times today. It is all about uh, sharing the information one party has with the other parties because what might be totally unimportant for you or already uh, belonging to history uh, is relevant for the for other um, process parties for other participants in the process and uh, the ADIC standard is a multi-purpose format for communication between airlines, airports, and ground service providers that is not only fuel-related, but the fuel part is embedded into that. This um, data standard covers uh, rotation data, so uh, we are even able to send uh, or to use this standard for the communication of, uh, of rotation data like uh, estimated arrival time, possibly delays, uh, parking stands, uh, everything you can imagine which is related to an aircraft and to the ground. Um, the ADIC standard is not made for the exchange of any commercial data. It is just uh, operational data which is exchanged. Um, the next steps um, within, uh, in the IATA 
environment, I would call it the IATA environment, is uh, the implementation or the integration of a, a qualified electronic signature into this standard because uh, that is not yet there. And we heard it uh, several times, Lara told about the, uh, the signature, the necessity of the signature. We heard it also from Leborato. Um, some airports require an electronic signature, uh, uh, physical signature instead of an electronic signature, or they even don't accept uh, what is in the standard today as a signature. So IATA is uh, is um, doing it's working on the electronic signature, and there is even a European law for it. Uh, it is the AEDAS, uh, EU, EU Regulation 910 of 2014. So as soon as this is integrated into the standard, it will be used. And uh, that is also acceptable or to be accepted by customs, at least in Europe. I am totally convinced that other areas in the world have similar, um, similar laws like that. Another part of um, of the activities uh, are implementation guides. Um, implementation guides are really helpful for other parties to start with the implementation, and uh, also message examples uh, are available for implementation or for parties who are interested in implementation. The operational standard, of course, needs further development. And I really encourage all listeners to, to this webinar uh, to participate in working groups like IATA's Fuel Data Standard Group. That is always helpful. It is not as much work as one might think, but its uh, contribution is really, really welcome over there. Um, I would like to show a little bit of the success story of the Lufthansa Group. These are the, the major areas where we are active with uh, with e-fueling. Of course, our, our home market, Austria, Switzerland and Germany. We have hooked 16 airports. Uh, we are also pretty active in Europe because we have the, the highest number of our flights are affected in uh, flying in Europe. We on the left hand side you see the airports we have connected already. On the right hand side you see the our current activities where we are working on that is Portugal, Spain, France, Poland, and Turkey. Um, we heard before um, from QT that they are pretty active in North America and they are serving the major carriers over there. We have interface uh, also with QT and use e-fueling on, on a few sites. There are more sites um, in rollout, they, they are planned. Um, but what I try to emphasize is these airports named, of these US airports which are named in this presentation, that is not the full picture. So QT has uh, a lot of more uh, to offer. And that holds also for, for the other side of the world, um, Asia. 
uh, one of the bigger carriers in Asia is uh, is promoting e-fueling and uh, using it, and they started with the with the airports in Hong Kong and Singapore, and so we are hooked to these airports as well. And this is what I try to say. Uh, we make progress with the worldwide um, usage of uh, e-fueling only if the airlines uh, require this and cooperate. So we have just a handful of flights per day per week out of Singapore and Hong Kong. We on our own as Lufthansa Group couldn't uh, convince people over there to, to implement e-fueling. Uh, just for our services, but uh, having the home carriers uh, over there using that um, that process as well, that gives a boost to the entire industry then. So that is it from my side. So if you have any questions, I'm open to, to answer that. Robin, Thank you for that. That was not. Yeah. Okay. So, um, well, as, as I said, th thank you for your uh, insights. If the if the audience has any questions, please put them in the chat right now. Um, Christian, we, we we recently also talked about the the uh, the progress in the area of the e-signature. Um, do you want to elaborate a little bit more on on that and how the progress is uh, is at that point? Um, the e-signature is something which should be organized centrally. That is my personal opinion. That is uh, also the opinion of some people I talk to. So uh, the best would be if uh, central organizational or a roof organization like IATA is uh, jumping into that. So we need IATA um, for for at least certain parts of e-fueling. IATA delivered already the standards, which is really, a, that, that was a big boost for e-fueling. Uh, the, the interoperability of a common language uh, which connects all the participants of a process. Um, uh, but that is not the last step. So there's one more, at least one more step to go, and that would be the e-signature. And if the e-signature is implemented, that gives an, more room for uh, for optimization, even on the custom side. All right. So yeah, we will basically have to um, to look if we can get IATA on board um, at with with e-signature a little bit. Uh, stronger i would say right yes all right so message out to you guys <laughs> so uh christian um i have i don't have any questions from the audience right now so um with that again a very very big thank you uh for your participation and for closing out this webinar with this little outlook um and the state of the industry so thank you very very much Dinana. <laughs> All right, so with closing that presentation, I can tell you that we have actually arrived at the end of our kickoff webinar of our Future Fuel Lab. Now we're two hours and 41 minutes into it. And yeah, I think um, as promised, we're pretty, we're pretty much on schedule, a little bit earlier as expected, to be honest, but that shouldn't be a problem at that point because uh, we went through 
all the presentations and everything um, beautifully. And I, I hope that um, the whole audience was able to, to take away all the insights they needed, they expected basically from our little kickoff webinar. And of course, massive thank you to all the speakers. Um, it was amazing to have you. It was a smooth um, coordination in, uh, in the beginning. Technically, to be honest, I'm amazed how good everything worked out uh, with the webcam and the audio and the presentations. I, I didn't expect that. I, I expected to have some more hiccups, but that is really amazing to see how well that preparation went. Um, at that point, I simply have two more things to say. So first off, if you want to contact um, us as information design about um, digital fueling, e-fueling, our product, A-Fuel, or ask us anything regarding this webinar, um, Benjamin just posted the, um, our email address into the chat function. So it's afuel at id1.de. So shoot us a message whenever you want to and uh, let us know what you thought about. Maybe give us some feedback. Uh, maybe tell us um, a more about your situation and maybe the progress of e-fueling at your airline um, and what your thoughts about the whole topic is. Maybe we can get into some kind of conversation and um, see where this will take us. So this is number one. Number two is, as the, the title of this whole thing said, it, this was simply the kickoff webinar. So we plan to do more webinars, more conference, maybe even an offline conference at one point as soon as that is possible again uh, in the near future. So to stay updated about everything we do with the Future Fuel Lab, we, because we really want to build a community, a thriving community around everything that is related to digital fueling and give, give, give people the chance to, to exchange thoughts. We will deliver some, um, some exclusive contents. We will also share all the content we had, uh, we had shared today with you um, on our website and via email. Um, we will upload the recording of this webinar as well, so you can jump in and uh, maybe get the most important bits and pieces out there. But to do that, um, the best way to, well, basically the best way to stay updated about everything we do with the Future Fuel Lab is join our Future Fuel Lab. So you go to the other link Benjamin just posted in the chat function and you sign up to our Future Fuel Lab. And uh, yeah, with that, you're a total, um, an official member. You not yet get a, uh, a, a, an ID, but maybe we can work on that and send you one over. Um, as I said, exclusive content is coming your way, the content of the conference is coming your way, invitation, updates, and everything you need to know about what we're doing here. So I think that's it. Benjamin, do you want to join me on stage just to, uh, just to say goodbye to, to the audience? Sorry for the Russia, you didn't expect that. I was that. not prepared for that. <laughs> I'm sorry for that. All, All right. right. Again, massive thank you to the speakers. Massive thank you for the audience. Right. And yeah, see you guys at the next webinar. See you. Thank you. Hey, guys. Podcast is over. Thanks very much for listening. Um, but before you leave, um, you could do me one last favor. Uh, it really means the world to me and to the whole team if you could follow us on, on YouTube. We are putting out so much video content at the moment, a daily video show called 
uh, Ben Talks. We've got a weekly session um, called Ask Ben, behind the scenes material, re limitless video material about airlines, KPIs, innovations, our thoughts, our products, and so much more. So um, really means the world to me. Head over to YouTube, search for information design one, the word one, not the number one. And then you will find our channel. Uh, make sure to follow it and enjoy our video content. Have a great day. Cheers and bye-bye.